0: Welcome to episode 36, why you should consider paid, earned, shared, and owned media in your PR plan and in a post-COVID era.
1: Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast with Ranjini Joshua, the only podcast that teaches you how to strategically navigate the world of public relations and social media and grow a powerful
0: brand. Welcome to episode 36. Today we're interviewing Jacob Crompton Shriver on why you should consider paid, earned, shared, and owned media in your PR plan in a post-COVID era. That's a big mouthful. Hello, Jacob. Welcome to the uh, PR Playbook podcast.
1: Hi, Ronjini. Nice to meet you. and it's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. So the PESO model, paid, earned, shared, owned, is something that PR and marketing professionals are well-versed with, but you may not be. So today we're going to be talking about why focusing on just one of the pillars, which a lot of times um, earned could be a big focus, leads to a lopsided and ineffective PR effort. So um, I think now more than ever in a global pandemic, it's accelerated the trend. And so Jacob's going to be talking about how startups and entrepreneurs can leverage this model for PR growth. He's an account manager at Publicize, a digital PR agency that helps startups. So Jacobs, Jacob, sorry, <laughs> thanks for sharing your expertise and experience with us. Can you first, I think, give us a quick overview of the PESO model from your own words, I think, and how brands are, how they typically use it?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great question. So, Yeah, the, the topic of the podcast today is all about the PESO model. But as you said, we should start off by explaining what the PESO, the PESO model is um, for those who are unfamiliar with it. So PESO is an acronym for Paid and Shared and Owned Media. So the P uh, for paid is what a lot of companies or sort of startups or sort of entrepreneurs are already doing already. So maybe if we look back 20, 30, 40 years, that would be sort of glossy features in magazines or expensive paid editorials in newspapers. But now, paid media is is very common. A lot of people are already doing this. So that could be through through social media advertising, for example. If you're paying Facebook, you're paying Twitter, or you're paying LinkedIn to run ads for your company um, on those social media sites to generate leads and get people to visit your website and buy your product, that is a good example in the modern era of paid media. And it also includes sponsored content. So whether that's on on Forbes or any sort of top tier or industry vertical where it's uh, it, it will have normally a tag saying paid or, or sponsored content, which means the company has paid to have their brand amplified on that platform through an editorial piece. Mm-hmm. Great. And then if we go to E, so E stands for earned. So when we talk about PR, this is what most people think PR is and traditionally what PR was all about, which is publicity or or media relations, and that all funnels into the earned part of the PESO model and what the PR industry is known for. So that's what we do here at Publicize as well. Our initial focus when we started out was just on, on earned media. So that's speaking to the media on behalf of clients and trying to get them features or mentions and generally getting people to write about you as the CEO, for example, or your company as you grow over the years. And it's not paid. So this is organic media is another way to think about it as well.
0: Yeah, I I still think people um, who hire PR agencies that, you know, like you said, are more traditionally earned media, even from a background perspective, a lot of people still ask me that question, like, oh, why can't you guarantee anything? Or why can't you you tell me when it's going to publish? Or why can't we review the article? And I, I still today have to explain, of course, to a lot of people that this is earned media. We're not paying for it. So you have to take it to the journalist's discretion for them to either share it with you.
1: Exactly. We're at, we're at the whim of uh, a third party, basically, with earned media. So we can, say, write a guest article um, with a client or work with the CEO to sort of craft a founder's story. But if it's a piece of earned media, we might be waiting two, three months of that article to go live. And we don't really have much say and when things get published. So yeah, I, I wish it was, I wish we had more control with And media, but ultimately we're in the hands of our, our contacts and the media publications for that, which can sort of cause some confusion with clients or people who are just starting out working um, with PR agencies too. And the next... Of, so we've looked at paid, which is the P, we've looked at earned, which is the E. If we look at shared, which is the, the S letter of, of the peso model, that today is basically social media. So anything that is shared on whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's Instagram, or now maybe more TikTok in recent months, um, that all counts as shared media. But it also goes beyond just social media. So that can also include... Community, community work and working with local partners or building partnerships with other people as well. Um, so it's a very, it's almost the sort of least defined one because it can be so many different things when we talk about shared media. Sure. And the last one is owned, uh, so the O in Peso, which is ultimately content. So that is content marketing, basically. So that's stuff that is on your website, and I mean, there's a lot of crossover we've with, with shared in social media there too. But for example, if, a, if a, a startup or an entrepreneur or a business has a blog, that would count as owned media. And every piece of, of, blog, of blog content that they post is another piece of owned media. And this also has a strong correlation to SEO, which is also a really important part of PR too.
0: Yeah, and I think even right now to the owned part, has been getting a lot stronger. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this over the last six months, but um, we are getting a lot of media um, and journalists and editors telling us, hey, you know, we don't have the bandwidth to write something, but if you want to write something and contribute the content, uh, we'd be happy to take it from you. (laughs) So we're getting a lot of owned media requests as well.
1: Exactly, and the good thing about owned media, especially if it's going to be housed on your your own website or your own media channels, is you can be more promotional. You can talk about your business and your more and your company in a more promotional way because you're not pitching it to the media, for example. So people can be very uh, promotional, promotional in their company blogs as well, which is nice.
0: Of course, yes. No, that's um that's really good. Thank you for that overview. I think it's really important understand that these are actually different pieces and not one single piece of the whole puzzle. Can you, uh, can you give an example of maybe a campaign that you've run or just a campaign that maybe people would know publicly on what this strategy might look like in the real world? Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sure. I mean, if we take it back to a A generic strategy of, say, you're launching a new product. So you're a startup or you're an entrepreneur or you're a larger enterprise or a bigger business who's launching a new product. So if you're going to launch a new product um, to the public or whether it's B2B or B2C, you want people to know about it. You want people to buy or, or try your new product. So for all that, you need to leverage every single part of the PESO model. So how would that look like? So for owned media, for example, you might want to write a long write up on your blog about the new product, its new features, how you can access it, where you can download it and so on. And you can publicize that with a banner on on your website, for example, going to a long form blog post, which is celebrating this new product launch on your blog. Then that same blog could be shared on social media as well. So on the day of the launch, you probably post on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok even, depends what your product is, talking about the new product that it's available for launch. And within that, you might actually reference back to your own blog post on the website too, as a way of having some free content to share. But also you might be just putting out a ton of tweets or telling your whole LinkedIn network, for example, that you've got this this new product. So that's shared and owned. And these are things you can directly control and you can be very promotional talking about this new product launch. In terms of paid media, you might want to put out some advertisements. So if a lot of your target audience of this new product are going to be on Facebook, you might want to set up a Facebook ad campaign or Google ads even. So people who are searching for relevant keywords will know, will see your ads pop up and know that you have a new product launch and be interested to try it out or or download your product, for example. In terms of earned media, um, that could be a press release that we release to yeah, reach out to key contacts, key media publications who would be interested. So if you're, for example, a retail company launching a new POS system, then we want to reach out to retail publications to tell them, share, share this news with them basically in the form of a press release. And hopefully if it connects with them and matches their, their readers as well, then they're going to share that press release on their website as well for free, which would be a piece of earned media. But just looking at a product launch, those are the different ways you could leverage all sides of a peso model
0: I, I feel like you know I've been advising you know people our clients about this more frequently because I actually as a PR person assumed sometimes that they're already doing this, but the sharing part, especially on LinkedIn, like let's say you know you put out your your press release and you get coverage in a big publication let's just say for example you get a Techridge article. Well, then you definitely should be posting it on your company page. Um, the CEO should be posting it on their page. And I, I kind of thought uh, originally, you know, maybe maybe a couple of years ago, I would have thought it's a given, of course. Share it everywhere. But I think it's important to understand, also, you might have different people working on it, but they need to work together so that you could maximize your PR. So not only are you just getting like a great feature, but you're sharing it with your network. This could be potentially your customer network. I'm sure you're linked in with them. And then you could even use it now, I mean, even for email marketing um, for your biz dev team. I think it's important to integrate these things across. And in the past, I think people are doing it more and more now, but I think in the past, people very much saw these as separate things, wouldn't you say?
1: Exactly, I mean, it's almost, we shouldn't be looking at the PESO model as separate, like this is P, this is E, this is S, this is O, this is paid and shared and, sorry, paid and shared and owned. There's a massive overlap between all of them. So between shared and owned, they're connected. For example, there's both sharing your blog post that you've written on your, your website and between paid and earned. So they can't be seen as individual pieces of a strategy. There's massive overlap between them all where they all cross over each other and maybe one crosses over between two or three of those as well. So it's important to see it as a holistic approach, but you need to do all of these and they all work together in an integrated and intertwined way.
0: Yeah. And I I guess that leads to my next question is what are some maybe mistakes to avoid? And maybe on a bigger note, what is the best way to make sure that you aren't missing anything here?
1: This is a great question. I think you touched upon this just before, Ranjini, when you're talking about people not sharing on social media, even though you assume they should or they would be. To say, as you said, you get an article in TechCrunch, but there's no mention of it on your, your LinkedIn page as a CEO or your company LinkedIn page. So you're missing out access to key stakeholders. That could be potential clients who follow you on LinkedIn or even like VC investors, for example, who could be following your company on LinkedIn. So using social media is almost like you have a free megaphone in your hands to amplify all the other results and everything that your company is doing. And if you're not using social media to amplify your paid results or to amplify your earned media results, it's just it's yeah, it's a waste because you have it's a great opportunity to amplify them. So I think would you, when would it's, you
0: on that side? Just a quick question: um, Would you suggest that? you, let's say I am the CEO of a company and I have, you know, I'm a startup and I have some employees. Would you suggest that you also recommend for the employees to share? Um, you know, how would that work from that kind of perspective of, yes, of course it's an article to promote the company, but do you think it's kind of part of the startup ecosystem to have everyone in the company share as well?
1: I think so. I mean, that's the ideal situation. Say as a startup, you have a, your LinkedIn company page or your Twitter company page. And of course, you'll share the result there. And the CEO, the CEO who wrote the article perhaps would definitely share it to his network too. But I think if everyone's committed to the startup's growth and the startup's media and sort of marketing plan, then they should all be sharing it too. And they should people should be proud to share that content as well because it's talking about the company where they work. And they can say, hey, look, our CEO wrote this great article in TechCrunch about the future of X. So please check it out because it just amplifies every single person who, who shares amplifies it. If each person is connected in the company to, say, a thousand followers on, on Twitter or a thousand connections on LinkedIn, then it's just like a it's a ripple effect, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. What would you say is the best way to get your company to share news that has either been posted on a blog or, let's say, it's either owned or earned media? What What do you think is a, a best practice that the marketing or PR person or business development person can do to get the rest of the company to share?
1: Well, what we do on our our company Slack when we get those kind of bigger results that come through, we post it on the. Slack channel where everyone is, and say, "Hey guys, this went live today. Please all share it on LinkedIn, or please engage with it on Twitter." For example, so okay. using like your regular communication tools is a great way to to get the message out and say, "Like, yeah, please share this, guys, and, and go ahead."
0: No thanks. I think, and I think it's so funny because I feel like as you're saying it, yes, that's obvious, but I do think a lot of people miss that step, and that is a a mistake. It's is a mistake that could easily happen. But, you know, but could be so useful if you don't make that mistake, you know? Yeah.
1: And especially because it's shared or owned, like, these are platforms that you control. They're free. You can write as many blog posts as you want. You can tweet as much as you want. And the more you do it, the more people are going to notice you. It's a great way to keep building, like, visibility, show expertise, and, and build your authority in the industry. And it's free
0: it's great. (laughs) So what, what do you think is a good recommendation in planning an integrated approach? What, what should someone be sitting down and thinking, okay, I, I'm going to about, I'm about to launch something. What is like kind of a a tip or a couple of tips that you could provide in the planning stage of how to make sure that everything is integrated or that you've thought through everything
1: for a, for a product launch, for example. Sure. Okay. So let's, let's use that example. So I think you need to give yourself enough time first. If you're launching a product tomorrow and you're saying, okay, how can we use the PESO model or how can we use a a PR or media strategy? It's already not too late, but you haven't left yourself (laughs) too much time to plan it all out. So if you know, for example, at the end of September or the end of October, you're going to be launching a new product. You need to start planning today, like looking at find, pull up a version of the PESO model even and see how it's split up and see what ways that you can use it. So you want to be hitting all of those four quadrants, basically, and the overlap areas between them too. So I think but ultimately, how is it going to impact on your, your goals as well? Like why, why are you launching this product? Like what are you doing as a company? What are your business? What are your PR and what are your media goals as well? It's important to take a step back there as well and see what you want to achieve through this uh peso strategy basically like what is what is the end goal because otherwise you're kind of stumbling around in the dark a bit unless you know what you want to achieve in the next six months for example and how you're going to get there and how the peso model can help you achieve um those goals that you have as well
0: well and i think um just adding on to what you're saying, I, I, I think that is the, one of the most important things. And then also maybe making sure that there is a call to action to each segment of that peso, right? So there's a call to action for the paid, earned, uh, shared, and owned. Um, each one has the call to action that kind of synchronizes, wouldn't you say?
1: Exactly. Like as I kind of go back to the shared and owned example, like tweeting out a blog post is going to get people to go to your website to read that blog post because you tweeted about it or because you shared it on on facebook or, or linkedin for example and sharing your earned media say you've been featured in in a big publication for example let's use the TechCrunch example you want to be sharing that article and you maybe you want to be mentioning it on your website as well to add credibility to your website you could put a banner on your website saying as featured in TechCrunch, or will have a press page on your website talking about all your earned media wins. So there's massive crossover and multiple calls to action that you can link all these things together
0: with. Yeah, that's, um, that's fantastic. I think that's really important um, to have these different pieces Because I think like you, you know, like we're talking about, everyone's thinking about them separately. But if you can if you combine them together, I think it's a lot more effective and meets your goals. I I do think it's really important to go back and touch a little bit more on the goals. And I think what would be good just to give a quick example of the types of goals you might want to align with the different strategies. Can you just do can you can you give us a quick understanding of the types of goals? that you can meet by using this model. Like what are examples example of call to action? I mean, you, met, you mentioned one for like a Twitter, a, tw- a tweet um, that if you tweet, you, you send them to your blog. But I think um, also, especially in the startup world, they wanna find this as a measurable piece. So what is that measurement that they should be aligning this to? And um, what can they be asking for in these different calls call to actions?
1: That's a great question. Like you always people want to see the ROI of PR. They want to see value in what they're paying for. They want to see some tangible results from any any PR plan or any PR agency relationship. And that's one of the most important questions of PR. That's that comes up every month of of every year. So it's a fantastic question. Mm -hmm. I think, for example, if a startup wants to, they've just launched a project, they're growing, but they need more leads, for example. You you want to generate leads. You want to make more sales from those leads and get people into your marketing funnel. So you could use, for example, the crossover between paid media and owned media there. So you could use email marketing to send out weekly or monthly newsletters talking about your startup with a call to action for people to try a demo of your product or, or read your latest blog post, for example. And within that blog post, maybe there's a call to action at the end of the blog post to download your product or to try a 10 day free trial, for example, of your product. So email marketing is sort of one crossover there with with actionable CTAs in, in all of them. And then that leads, I mean, but how to get those leads, then that goes maybe more firmly into Ode content. Maybe that's creating an ebook and you need to enter your email address and some personal details to download that ebook, which is going to be something that your your target audience want to read. And once they've downloaded that ebook, they've got value out of it. It's got your branding all over it. And now you also have their email address and their name and their company, for example. So you can then add them to um, your email marketing. And also you can use those emails and those people who are signing up for your gated content to build an audience profile. And by knowing your audience profile, that's going to be help your, your paid advertising. That's going to help shape which publications you want to reach out to um, for your earned media too. So it's all such a... Holistic approach, and it's very difficult to separate because there's so much crossover between all of these.
0: Yeah, no, I, I do. I think that's the best approach to have. I know it's hard to get all those skills in a single place too, because you know you really want to have a strategic approach to each one. But if you want to have a winning marketing strategy, I do. I believe in this um, model. I don't. I don't talk about it as the peso model. I, I guess. Um, I've, I skipped the acronym part of it, but I, I do think that this is definitely the most viable PR plan is to integrate all of these for sure.
1: Yeah, and once you achieve all of them or once you're doing all of them, then you hit that kind of sweet spot where they all cross over in the middle. So that leads to boosting your reputation, boosting your credibility, increasing right. your trust, mm-hmm. um, boosting your thought leadership and authority. So if you're trying to raise funding in the next six, 12 months, for example, by doing all of these, you build authority and you're going to appear well in front of investors, for example, which is another way we can tie it to some goals.
0: No, that's great. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today on the PR Playbook. I think this will definitely help get some of our listeners more focused on their programs and understand how things cross over and how they can use them efficiently. Can you tell listeners where uh, they might be able to follow you on social media?
1: Sure. I mean you can find me on Twitter at Jacob underscore creates, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Jacob Crompton Schreiber. I'm very impressed you you pronounce my name correctly, uh, because oh, it, it's <laughs> it's quite a difficult one to pronounce, and I get a lot of blank stares. So I'm very impressed with you. Oh, but yeah, okay. you can find me on Twitter, you can find me on LinkedIn, and you can also go to, to publicize.co if you want to to see what services we offer there as well, which is where I work.
0: Okay, awesome. And then I'll also have Jacob's information. In the show notes, as always, Uh, we appreciate um, you listening. We appreciate any show feedback or suggestions for topics for our next podcast. We just did a new calendar, so we have like a whole new series coming out soon. So um, that'll be exciting. But please email me your suggestions, feedback, comments, anything, Um, questions at podcast at thesilvertelegram.com, or you can contact us through the website at www.thesilvertelegram.com. Dot com backslash the PR playbook podcast, where you can also see again the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and catch you next time.